The following was recorded on March 10th, and is titled, The Infamous Sergio Dialogues with Dogs. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special episode of Catching Foxes, brought to you by LayEvangelist.com. Uh, I'm here with my old pal, Luke. Say hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. There you oh, Sorry, that's so stupid. I, I'm sorry. I know. I, I know. I know. And, but we have uh, a wonderful guest today. Uh, we have the dialogue of the dog's author himself from the Catholic Channel on Papios. We have Sergio Bermudez. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know. You might want to say value judgments for the end of the show before <laughs> yeah, you say right. you're glad to All be right. on. It's a... All right. I am cautiously optimistic that, to be on this show. <laughs> That's awesome. I am factually on this show. We'll say that. I am now. on. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> I'm here. Yes. I'm not going to say it's, you know, my will to be here, but it's not entirely against my will either. My but presence I'm... is here. This is a fact we cannot dispute right now. Oh man, this is a gr- <laughs> this is a great intro. This is a great intro. <laughs> I, I listen, I think it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, you can swear and stuff here. Oh f- yeah, yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> Last time I was on a podcast, they texted me during it and said, "You're swearing too much. This is going to be a pain." <laughs> you need to tone it down. And I still dropped a few f bombs afterward. But like, <laughs> yeah, I had a guy write in, and just so everyone knows, like we we don't try to gratuitously cuss. We cuss if it, I do. If Luke does. He literally does it just to anger me. But, <laughs> but so what ends up happening is we struggle with the whole cussing explicit thing because our audience is not like I don't do this for the pew sitter. I do this for the people who are kind of like they they can't swallow any more cheesy Christian stuff, and so that's one of the reasons why. Like if we just naturally cuss, that I'm not gonna worry about that but i had this guy write an email and he was incredibly angry and he says the the subject was stop cussing and then the first like 15 words were just stop just stop cussing stop cussing stop and i felt really bad but he goes on and on like would you cuss in front of your children would you be okay with your children cussing do you want the priest during his homilies to cuss yes and uh (laughs) and i just i didn't know what to say and usually i get really defensive about this stuff yeah and i you know and there's but there was a time where i was deleting uh, bl- just bleeping out the cuss word so that they were still in there, but not, you know, and and then oh, I yeah. just responded. I clicked reply, and I said, we're sorry to lose you as a listener, and I just sent that. And then he got really mad at me and wrote, like, basically called me a child. He did? I didn't get that one. Oh, man. That sounds. You know, he re- yeah, he said, maybe you should re-listen to the episode on perpetual adolescence, if that's your response. Goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, I, and every part of my being wanted to respond like, but you dropped the F-bomb in your email to me. Does that mean that the audience and context matters? It, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like a fine line. Like I get, I get called out a lot for swearing and I swear a lot. Um, and, um, you know, like I don't think it makes me sound more childish, but I guess to some people they can't get past it. But um, I was like talking to people yesterday about it. Like um, some people have a problem with swearing, but they have no problem with like racism or saying <laughs> negative things about women or like super judgmental comments about like even the Pope. And it's like, you know, guys like, you know, there, there are priorities in like, you know, it, I, I totally understand if you can't get past it at times, but in the same breath, like, get a look at the intention of the person saying it. And, like, if I'm just going on here just, like, and I say nothing but F, F-bombs and I just never actually say anything worthwhile, that that's that might be a problem or I might, I might just be an idiot. And, like, either way, you know, like, you're, you're going to figure that out on your own. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I don't really know what else to say. I'm sorry I'm not who you want me to be. But, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you go start a podcast where you don't drop F-bombs, but you say everything else that we say. We're cool with that. <laughs> 
Yeah. So one of the reasons why I why I wanted to have you on um, our show is because I think I don't know how I found you on Twitter or or either like you found us or something. But when I saw your Twitter feed, one one of the first thoughts I had was son of a bitch, because you're doing everything I wanted to do with other podcasts and you and you were already doing it much better. Oh, man. Like. You were just like, compliment me like that. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need to hear that, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's all right. Eh, it was okay. I, I am pretty amazing. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, but I was just so impressed with how like you did curse, but like you also said it was. It was just really obvious that like you were just being authentically you, and yeah. and I, I mean we've we've had this conversation uh, um before on the podcast, but I do get like um a little bit tired of the Catholic speaker circuit where it's just, everything's this, it just kind of like sounds the same thing. Everyone acts the same way a little bit. And I know that's not there, that they're all great people and that's not their intention, but I just wanted to have a thing where like, this is how we are behind closed doors. Like this is exactly how me, and this is how we've been talking since 2001 when we first started to hang out. And when I, and then when I found your Twitter feed, I was like, how damn it he's already doing it and so i'm and so i've been like kind of i've been actually waiting to like what's the right time to ask to like have you on the show because i just think like you have a really a unique purse a how to put this voice yeah yeah and just like like and people pay attention to it like how did you build up your like own blog and like because you're kind of like a thing in the catholic twitter sphere i honestly have no idea like, and to this day, I'm still, like, weirded out about it. And, like, um, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, um, I don't I don't try to publicize myself. I don't actually blog even regularly on my Pathios blog, and I get a lot of shit for that sometimes. But, um, you know, like, like I, I don't know. I just, I really, you know, like, I, I, I did stray away from the church, and I don't like to, like, go into the story of, like, look at me now. And I'm, like, you know, in the light. And it's like, no, no, I just, you know, like, I came, fell out, and I fell back in. And, you know, who I, like, I'm still the same person I was when I fell out. It's not like I need to, like, change who I am. I just need to make sure what I'm doing is for the right reasons or everything else. You know, like, like most people when they go about their everyday life. And I think, um, you know, when you talk about like Catholic speakers that like, you know, they go through some of these things that, you know, I like a lot of these Catholic speakers out here and I, I think some of them are really great. And, um, you know, but yeah, I mean like, it's just, um, I think sometimes as Catholics, we're a little more self-conscious or we feel this pressure to respond to the culture. But, um, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean like a disavowal of the fact that you live in this world or like, um, this Munker syndrome or even pretending like you don't like certain things or that, uh, you know, you're human and you're subject to flaws. I think uh, that sometimes that we almost overreact to the culture and the world we see. And I think, um, you know, because, because I'm like, just because of the path I've walked, I don't, I don't, I don't really like, I don't want to allude to like, I had a dark past or no, I just, I messed around and I had fun and, um, you know, sometimes I didn't, but um, I don't know. I just, I can't change, you know, some, some of those things. I'm just, that's who I am. That's, that's a long thing. And I can try to change some of it, but like, I, I just don't see what the point is in pretending to be something I'm not. I would rather just own who I am and let people figure that out on their own in that sense. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a fan. I'm not trying to piss off anybody. I'm not, I'm not even trying to evangelize, frankly. I mean, like I'll talk about the faith because it's part of my life. I mean, you know, I'll talk about my race. I'll talk about my political views as well, but I'm not like, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you what I'm saying is right or what I'm saying is wrong. You know, you, you, you'll you judge everyone by what they do in their works, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of an attitude I've had. And I think, um, you know, it's um, 
I guess people enjoy it because I do get people like, Hey, I really enjoy what you're saying. And I'm like, this is super weird. I'm not, <laughs> I'm literally nobody. This is not a thing. And hey, but, you know, in it's God's happening. eyes, you're a somebody. Okay. Mister. Yeah. Don't, don't speak ill of yourself. <laughs> you know, I know him. You know? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, that, that's what it is though. I mean, like I, I just don't, you know, it, it's something that I just don't dwell on, I guess. And I think that, um, you know, that's just as important as, um, like I said, like these Catholic speakers that tour, if not, they do a lot of good and they reach a lot of people. But I think we also just need people that are just like, you know, hey, you're just a normal person that's Catholic. That's that's cool, too. That's important. <laughs> you know, like like we need to know normal people go to church as well. You know, and um, that's not something, unfortunately, sometimes we have an image of even even for those of us that are about, you know, like, like we all know those people that like those people that go to church and you know, like they talk like a Hallmark card. Bless your heart. Just, just, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bless you, Lon. You're so, you know, stay gold, pony boy. I'm going to pour into you really, really quick here. I want you to pour into me, Luke. (laughs) I want you to pour some sugar on me. Mm, That's spiritual. You know what's funny about that is when I was a little kid or a teenager, like getting really involved in like youth group life and all that stuff, I always thought the people that talked that way were better than me and I couldn't get there. Like, cause no matter what I did, I did, I never knew when to say, well, praise him and just bless, bless his name and things that I would find people saying. So, you know, they felt cheesy, but they also felt like, oh, I'm missing out on something. I don't know how to talk like this. I talk like me, yeah, yeah. you know, and that was, honestly, that was really difficult for me. And then ever since I started doing adult faith formation, I realized a lot of people, they're not just turned off by it, but they're like repulsed by it. Because they feel like that's yeah. totally not them. They have to become a fake person in order to be a Christian. And it isn't until, you know, and a lot of my talks to adults, I'll lightly tread the abusive language area just to calm yeah. them down. Not talks, but like mm-hmm. one-on-one mm-hmm. meetings. And you can see, like especially men who have been away from the church, you see their pre- their uh, shoulders drop. You see them sigh. Like, oh, okay, so okay, so I can talk like a normal person now, you know? You know, I mean, like... And, and it's important to know, like, I mean, those people that are like that, I've, I, you know, like I have a lot of friends that are like that now. And like, um, it took me a while to realize they're real human beings with their own suffering and pain too. And like, you know, and like, you know, they, they sometimes feel the pressure to be that way because of other people putting it on them too. And they have like this huge, Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. you know, like, like I'll get DMs from people or I'll get, you know, like, like messages and things from people I did not think liked me because they're very much like those people they are like, now I feel that way all the time and I can't like I feel like I can't not smile because people ex- don't expect me to. And like, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, that's yeah. strong too. But I mean, like, you know, I mean, it, it is, it is a weird thing sometimes like the way we kind of almost like try to disnify our, um, oh. our Catholic faith. And like, you know, I mean like guys like Padre Pio and like um, St. Jerome, these are not nice people. You don't have to be nice to be a saint. Like there are a lot of like, you look at some of the stories about these guys. You're like, damn, that's like, that's cold. That's really, <laughs> really mean. Like, you know, and, um, I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, go out and be a jerk and just own it. No, I mean, and, like, you should try to be nicer and more charitable and th- things like that. But, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to walk your own path and you've got to own your own faith. And, you know, I mean, like, um, you know, there, there are rules you should follow. And, you know, maybe we should swear a little less sometimes. But, I mean, like, in the same breath, like, fuck it. Sometimes you're going to mess up. And sometimes you're just go- – that's the only word you can think of. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not – I'm not, like, necessarily saying, oh, it's all relative. But, I mean, like – you know, some of it kind of is. I hate to sound that way. You know, a lot of people might get upset about that, like trads. Like, but like, it's like, you know, 
Sometimes it is, you know, with your um, with your poop mouth, with a with a poop coming out of your mouth. I know, I know, all that, all that. I mean, you know. So I mean, I don't know. It's just like, um, it's just what it is. I think, and I think, um, I think it's it's especially like people feel that need, especially because when they see the culture of of America, they just see a giant swirling toilet. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I mean, like, like yeah. there is a lot of bad out there, but there's also a lot of good. I think it's always important to just like, you know, as corny as that sounds, just but keep that in mind that. You know, everyone's trying the best they can, and, you know, there's no need to, like, tear them down all the time. I mean, like, tear them down by all means at some points. Call them out if they're wrong. You know, like, call me out. Like, but, you know, like, if that's all you're going to do, it's just like, man, you need to get out of my face. This is not a worthwhile conversation. Yeah, well, and I think that there's a really big difference be- between just going, hey, I don't agree with that or or I, like, think that that is wrong than just being, hey, you're worse than Hitler. Yeah, 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 and it's just we oh, jump absolutely. like we'll we'll jump to that so quickly uh-huh. that yeah, it's yeah. you know, it's and you nuts. know what? Like I do it too. I do it. I'll I'll straight up say to someone, you know what? You know, like if you don't like this argument or you're siding with this, you can go screw yourself. Like like I'll, I know I've said that. I've said that to other Catholics, and sometimes they're like, "Damn, did you just say that?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is like how passionate I believe about it." And sometimes like, you know what? I was a little wrong about this. And sometimes other people are like, "You know what?" I did not realize this was actually an issue people cared about. I was just articulating something and I did not think about that perspective. So, I mean, like, again, you know, you're subject to sin too. I mean, like, you know, you're called to be a saint, but you're going to fall short at times and you just need to own that. You know, that's just, that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. Do you think that, I mean, I think we have a, an interesting thing where in America we're embracing like the irreverent culture, right? Like we like to shock people. We like to push the envelope. Yeah, yeah. We are capitalism kind of is based off of, or not capitalism, but marketing is based off of, well, I mean, marketing like is based off of like, oh, you think that's epic? Well, what about this? And, you know, every, the one upmanship that kind of drives our consumer culture and all that stuff, you know, the newest, the hottest, whatever. And, uh, but then also we have right alongside that a culture that is hypersensitive. That, you know, with the, with the use of like things like microaggressions, which very much are real. Um, but at the same time, you find like like in, in colleges, like this complete lack of, you know, young America to deal with contradictory viewpoints. You know, uh, my favorite example is where they fired um, you know, a bunch of people got together and got um, the president of Mozilla uh, fired. The guy that is the Firefox browser, the company that does it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. because he was against uh, gay marriage. And the statement that they released when they felt the pressure and fired him was, well, we encourage diversity. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and it's it's funny because diversity only has one meaning. Uh, as long as you think in this specific way, then you're diverse. If you deviate outside, you know, and it's just this amazing thing where I don't know if you read, but recently Gap had to pull an advertising campaign and apologize to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was a, a picture of a of a, a group of girls, and it was all about like women empowerment. And one tall white girl had her elbow on a short black girl. While the other yeah. two white girls flanking them were like posing in some gymnastics pose. Well, it turned out the, yeah. the tall white girl and the little black girl are adopted sisters. And they were just all yeah. posing. They're all in the same dance troupe. And a bunch of people called it microaggressions and stuff like that. But you have this one sense where we're like, we're trying to be in your face. We're trying to be offensive. And then, you know, like the frequent use of dropping F-bombs and stuff without, you know, yeah, yeah. caring. And then on the other sense, this hypersensitivity about a lot of things. I don't. I, I, to me, I've, I'm like losing my sense of the ability to navigate our culture. I'm like, well, I mean, um, there's there's a lot there, and I'm going to try to respond to a lot of it right now. Um, I do I do think there is like 
a certain, I don't, I don't know if it's a hypersensitivity. It's just so much of the hypertension because there are people that, again, like politically, they'll refuse to acknowledge a problem if their, their, their side, as they see it, does not agree that that's um, an issue. You know what I mean? Like, so if, if something's, if something's racialized, like I felt the Gap commercial was kind of racialized. I mean, like, yes, okay, in the context, maybe it's not, but like, if I'm on a subway and I see it like, you know, like, like that, you're not going to like, that's not a thing, you know, that's going to be a problem. Like, you know, a, a little, a little black girl is going to see a little black girl, you know, with being used as an armrest. You know what I mean? Like, like, so these things exist outside of this like vacuum of a context and like, um, you know what I mean? Like maybe there should have been other ethnicities like in, in the, in the picture too. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if I would like say gap is terrible or, you know, don't ever stop at gap or like, you know, like, I, I don't even know if I'd call it racist. I would say, you know, it, it's a problem. It's, it's a problem that like, like that we just don't consider that, Hey, maybe someone might find this like weird that like, you know, like, you know, I'm Hispanic. I, I find it sometimes I find certain things like really, really bad. Like when, again, like when it's like Cinco de Mayo and everybody has a sombrero on and everyone's like talking to this really cheesy Mexican accent and drinking as much to keep, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's, it's uncomfortable. And, um, Hmm. You know, at, at the very least, you know, just be a decent human being. And I think, I think you just blew so Luke's mind. So, sombrero, no. I mean, like, like you know, I mean, like, like it's fun, you know, but like in the same breath, I mean, like, like, can you imagine going to every bar and seeing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, like, I can. Like, it's called St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it, exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, your, your, your culture and everything and everything you value becomes like this, like, commodi- commodification and like. You almost become a prop in yourself because that because you're not quite sure if people are looking at you that way or not, and they might joke about it and turn it on and off in their mind, but it's never right. quite off in your mind. So, so it just it, it gets complicated. Like that. I mean, I think um, I think that's kind of what you were saying, though. Like, we just need to acknowledge these things are complicated, and that that is, there's not like, you know, like you know, you talk about navigating the right path. I mean, again, like well, like with anything, sometimes you're going to be wrong, and the th- the trick is to just learn when you're wrong. Learn from the mistake. Learn why you're wrong, and try to figure out a better way to, to do it. I mean, like, um, and I, but um, to go go back to you know to tie all this to the Catholic world, I think, um, you know, I think I think that sensitivity. You know, I mean, again, we don't live inside a vacuum in this world. We are, you know, as Pope Francis, you know, cited or silence, we're political beings. You know, um, and um, you know, I mean, like, like that that's that that's going to play a role in all this. You know, and I think um, my problem with it isn't that. Um, it plays a role in that sometimes you're going to react one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like, again, no one's ever going to react the right way at all times. But the problem is, is that people tend to kind of conflate it as this is what the faith is and this is what the faith needs to be. And it's like, no, no, that's, that's, that's just your own opinion, you know, or that's, that's your worldview there. And I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it's important to just separate the two and just realize, you know, like, again, you, you are human and it's, you know, you're not, you don't know everything about dogma. You don't know God's, you don't know God's will entirely. You don't know, his thoughts and mindset in it. So, I mean, like, you know, you kind of have to like somewhat charitably assume you might be wrong at times. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's just common decency at that point. And I think the church is literally <laughs> just black and white and that's it. You know? <laughs> I mean, but that, that is the, that is the whole thing is that I, I think Dr. Han, one of the things that he said in class one time, just Scott Han, if you don't know him, he's a Protestant yeah. convert. Um, uh, just kidding. I talk about him all the time. Uh, Gomer's best friend. Yeah, in my head. Um, but he one time said one of the uh, the sins of the modern era is we absolutize the relative and we relativize the absolute. Like we make these absolute things out of things that it's like you, you don't even know if that's like you know that there are so there is so much gray. And when you study like higher theology, you realize that there are debates about so much of this stuff 
that when you yeah. become an absolutist because you read a uh, you watched a YouTube video of like Michael Voris, um, you know, denouncing this, that, and the other. Uh, I I find like people they they close themselves off too early, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem, man. And I mean, like, like so. There's there's an old there's an old um, joke that said, um, "God made man in His image, and ever since then, He's man has been trying to return the favor." And I, <laughs> I really think I mean that, that that's what it is, you know. I mean, like like it's just um, yeah. You know, I mean, and again, that's that's a human flaw and that's a human element. And I mean, like you know, it's just um, it's it's just a tendency. You know, like I, I talk about Pope Benedict XVI sometimes in my pals, and I'm like, guys, like. If you go and read his works, he says some surprisingly like things you would think a progressive person would say more. Like like he he acknowledges like you know he cites um you know some of the modern day philosophers and like some of these things. It's like he 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 read them and he like he's articulating something and he brings it into the context of the church. He's not like you know, and I think I think um you know, but but sometimes we we fall into that sound bit culture and we think yes that's the argument we build an argument off a of sound bite when it's like no there's a whole context to where this goes. You know what I mean like um. You know, the, you know, John Paul II's theology of the body and some of these ideas, you know, that people like strongly adhere to and like use these to slam everything that happens, they exist within a context and a historical context too, in which, you know, so um, it, it's less of a, this is proof of what I'm thinking now and more of this is historically what's happening and you need to acknowledge that in that context because that's how the church exists. We exist through time. You know, that that's how man acknowledges and learns. You know, we, we live through time. We live out stories and we adjust accordingly, you know, and, um, you know. Whereas certain dogmatic practices haven't adjusted or changed, you know, thank, thankfully, you know, um, um, certain pastoral practices have. And I think, um, you know, it's not kind of controversial to say that. Everyone's acknowledged that. It's just, um, you know, you need to be conscious of that, you know. I'm so blown away right now. I'm like, think of a question. Think of a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And I, I mean, one of the things that I've really come to own is that by like I'm a white male from Ohio. I grew yeah. up in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. I do not. Ha- I didn't I, like you know in my town where I grew up. I didn't have to worry about being pulled over if you, mm-hmm. if you know you were African American. Yeah, you absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, like the the thing is about that even like like going to that because like, I hear that a lot. I, I've I've been pulled over for being Mexican. And, like I'm a lot lighter skinned now. I'm on the East Coast right now, and there's a lot less sun out here. But um, that's a different story. I'm from California originally, but um. The thing is, is like even if like you're not pulled over for that reason, the fact that you have to like stop and think about it and be suspicious of a cop, it it, it is a problem in itself. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, and again, like you know, I mean, like, like people go, well, what about this time? What about you know these? It's like no, guys, you got to realize, like, it's almost like it's like a sad, heightened state of paranoia at times, and not like like it's like that bad, like always that bad. But the fact that sometimes it is that bad. Sometimes you know, like you know, you may not have. The right, you know, I mean, I, I've been, I've been, um, I remember I was walking home one time from work when I was in California and, um, you know, a cop pulled over and maybe got on the side of the road and patted me down, you know, and like, like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I wasn't doing anything. I was mm-hmm. not, I was walking home from work. I was in a work uniform. And, um, you know, I mean, like, like, it's just, um, it, it's not like, um, you know, oh my gosh, poor me. I'm not like trying to advertise this, but like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just when you grow up like that, things change for you. And I, again, like what I've experienced is remarkably mild. Like, yeah, I've talked to my dad and my, uh, my dad about him. He's like, you know, my dad, you know, his dad came up from Mexico, you know, like my, my dad who grew up in LA, you know, we've experienced way more and probably worse things than you have. And I said, absolutely. You guys have. And I mean, like without a doubt, that doesn't make it like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't mean yeah. that mindset isn't there and that these aren't still problems at times. And, um, 
You know, and like I said, like even even if you don't like entirely buy that idea or you don't think like, well, the cop might be right. You know, it's like, well, yeah, but you need to be you need to at least respect the fact that someone else might have a point of view here that needs to be acknowledged. And I think that's um, like, again, at the bare minimum, that's common, just human courtesy and decency. And I think sometimes, um, you know, we, we 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 jump on the bandwagon about like no swearing and, you know, like you need to like wear ties at all times and it's like well no like you know like at the very least we should acknowledge like other people have a valid point of view and that we should Mm -hmm. we need to respect certain things that they say and certain experiences i mean like what i'm saying is not an uncommon experience if any you know like i mean people it's not not making this up i mean like what i'm saying is fairly mild compared to what a lot of people have gone through and i think um you know the fact the fact that like that's what it is i mean like you know at the very like again the bare minimum just maybe okay maybe we do have a problem here you know i mean like like and I think that's too little, but I think that's at least a step. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it's like when you argue with when you talk to someone about faith. I mean, like, and you're like, you know, like like someone is atheist and they're like starting to acknowledge God exists. You don't like hit them with the catechism. You don't like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, great. Yeah. Let me give you every DVD I have or every CD or here's everything about you know. No, no. You 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 work them into it. And I think um, I think um, you know, at this point in time, I sometimes get frustrated with that mindset because it is frustrating because it is something like guys like it should not be far-fetched for me to say these are problems. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, I have to acknowledge sometimes when people do acknowledge, okay, it's a problem, but they're still getting it wrong. I can like, that's still a step in the right direction, even though I don't always have the patience to acknowledge that. And it's, I, I'm just, I am continually blown away by how dynamic the faith is in, um, in reality. Yeah. And just like how there's just, I mean, there's so many different types of spiritualities and I mean, this is kind of even no statement, but there's, I mean, there's, we've got, we've got a lot there and we're just, especially here in America, especially if you are a white Catholic, we're so like, it bothers a lot of, I mean, okay. How, how do I put this? Like, so if Donald Trump gets the Republican nomination. I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even do that. I'd, I'd almost abstain. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it. Guys, guys, but I don't clearly, know if I cross that line personally. clearly, the answer is right in front of you. What to do if Donald Trump gets the nomination? You write in my name. How is this so hard? <laughs> a vote for Hillary oh, is a vote for stupidity. A vote for Michael Gormley is a vote for beauty. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> well, let's not throw um, our votes away. Like entirely. What if I just want to vote for Hillary because I think that out of the two, she'd be the best option. I mean, you know, th- those are complicated theological questions. And, you know, like I said, that's going to trip up people too because they're like, "You're agent to abortion." You're, you know, I mean, well, it's, granted, yes, okay, maybe voting on the other side would also make you that. And you know, I mean, like, I can't vote for Donald Trump. I've, I've said that before, and I've expressed disdain for him. He called the Mexican people rapists, and I'm Mexican, and my grandparents were, you know, came over the border, and I can't like, I can't in good conscience vote for that. And I think um, I would argue, you know, like, you know, a lot of people have challenged me and said, well, like, you know, if if um if he wins, you know, like he's not going to follow through on all these promises. There's no way he can deport that many people and stuff like that. I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter though. He's already enabling, he's already empowering racism already. Like, it's already a shame to our nation that it's happened this far that we've had a number of people say, you know what, I have no problem with calling a whole group of people terrible and rapists and, and dehumanizing any type of people. I mean, he's done to women, he's done to different things. And um, again, it, it, it's this like, um, it's this weird, um, you know, what we were going for before, it's this weirdly reactionary thing that sometimes happens. And people perceive this as the best response when, um, you know, I mean, like, like, that's like, that's like, 
I, I don't even know what a metaphor would be like for that. I mean, it's just like so bad to think if I'm doing something in my life that's terrible, the best answer would be to do something worse because that'll somehow make it better. It's like, no, that's not like, you know, it's like cutting your finger and then amputating your hand, I guess. I, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that bad in my opinion. And, cutting um, off your face despite a nosebleed? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, it's just, um, I just don't, I mean, it's, um, it's hard and I can understand sometimes people being able to overlook some of those, like those moments where it's like, you know, like, you know, because it's like the win we want is against them. And it's this really like weirdly partisan viewpoint that, um, that is, that is frankly a problem. I don't, I don't, I think the problem with it is sometimes isn't like, so my biggest problem with it to rephrase this is, um, not that it exists per, per se, but that Catholics play into it so much. I think, um, I mean, like, I think we should be politically engaged. I think we should talk about all this stuff and everything else. But, um, you know, we, we shouldn't bite on, you know, we shouldn't root for a team and buy a jersey so quickly. You know, it's like, um, you know, it's like when LeBron moved to Miami and the people that burned their Cleveland jersey bought a Miami jersey and then they bought another Cleveland jersey. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, wait, no, just like, like. You're with the church, and yes, you can pick political like sides, and you can find the political side you identify with. No, no one's gonna have it perfect. Let's acknowledge that. But I mean, like you know, like there there are things where it's like don't try to justify that within the context of the church. That's 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 like you're, then you're then you're doing two wrongs at that point. You know, it's like and that that that's just I, it, it's a weird thing sometimes. It's a weird landscape that people even try to do that because you know it's just that's not how that's not how the game is played. You know, that's not, you know. Christ didn't say vote Republican or vote Democrat. He just, you know, you know, give Caesar what's his and, you know, move on. Yeah. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing that I can add to that. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's great. Uh, Wait, so you're gosh. really going to vote for Hillary? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've thought, of, I have, I have genuinely thought about, okay, if Donald Trump gets, of the nomination i'm going to do a real inquiry into what are her like how has she how has, has she voted in the past? Yeah. no she she's basically worse in some ways or just as bad in some ways i think um, so um you know like I, I i don't know i mean like i i think i think that's bad too but i don't i honestly don't think trump will get the nomination i don't i don't i mean they're you know? they're desperately conspiring right now to figure out how to block that's, him from i do believe in the corruptness of the system yeah, enough to stop that. It'll stop him. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact that Mitt Romney was like, you know, he ra- he will not be the Republican. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know no, that they're I, I... already because this is so embarrassing. And while it will get out, it absolutely, it will get out a huge number of you know white American voters. But um, I read a wonderful article, um, man, about two, three. Years, no, it's probably four years ago, the last election, about how. So much of America was skewing, um, you know, Hispanic and and black and so f- and you know Middle Eastern and Asian and so few whites were reproducing that the Republican Party itself, which is primarily a party of Middle America and then you know yeah, yeah. conservative enclaves within you know East Coast West Coast, but you have this this notion that if the Republican Party does not actively begin recruiting Hispanic voters, that it will marginalize itself by being the party of you know, a subsection of white people, you know, a largely Southern and all that stuff. It, it has, yeah. you know, like that's where we're at. And, um, and that's why so their that, candidate was Marco Rubio. Like the establishment yeah. candidate was Marco Rubio and he got yeah. no traction. 
I, I did love Rubio uh, quite a bit, actually. I thought he was kind of good. I mean, there were, there were policies I disagreed with, obviously. But, like, my problem with Rubio was, again, like, he, here he is, a Hispanic guy. But, like, he refused to speak Spanish almost entirely the whole yeah. time. And yeah. it's like, you know, like, come on, man. Like, you know, just, just, you know, like, I know the establishment would very much fall, jump on him if he did. And yeah. they would, like, how dare you? You're American. You know, but it's like, no, come on, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, again, um, going back to this, like, so, I mean, the, at the end of the day, like, you know, the church has gone through some hard times and, um, you know, like, as Catholics, we're just called to endure and, like, survive. And, like, you know, like, if, if, if it's a martyr's death or whatever, you know, I, doubt, I don't think it'll get that dramatic. But, you know, if it is, you kind of have to just kind of face the music and, um, you know, like, 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 encourage the next generation to not make the same mistakes or at least empower them to help learn. I mean, this is like, you know, like, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Let me say that. I'm not trying to doom, be a doomsayer yeah. here. But, like, yeah. you know, like, tough times are when saints are made. And I, th- I think... um I think I think you can safely say that you know like there's some there's there's something going on. I think um, you know ho- hopefully we get some good saints out of this. You know I, th- I think that's um, <laughs> that's a pretty good hope to have. My uh, my biggest problem with Rubio is every time I heard his name at a rally, uh, I always thought of Rufio. Rufio, oh, <laughs> right, and I just kept there. tracking yeah, yeah. that the whole time, and he didn't he didn't he never bangerang once. So no, I really liked his boots, and uh, but one of my friends told me he had big ears and when they said that i could not unsee them anytime i saw him yeah. i just I, I lost it every time i saw him i just started laughing i was like oh my gosh i cannot stop laughing at this what i don't like about john uh is it Cassick? Cassick? Yeah, yeah is that he has an ohio valley accent so his o's are like you know and every time i hear him i'm just like oh you're from steubenville aren't you oh, oh i can't i can't i can't i just can't like so if he gets it i might just not vote he's, well, but he's not he's not like he wouldn't be the people you like you like catholics think of a steubenville like oh they go to their college no this is the other side of steubenville we're just like kind of angrier and like i've been through steubenville like not even like the poor kind just like these kind of angry people that just kind of like talk of this heavy ohio accent and you're like oh Oh yeah, that, that's John Cassick's people right there. Not yep. not, no, not the Catholic Stubby kids. No, no, yeah, no. It, yeah. It's, it's the other ones. <laughs> you guys are like Franco Harris is the greatest guy you ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just those, marginalize yeah. those people. They're very nice. It's just weird. The ones that carry the rally towel in the back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously. Uh, I have an extreme dislike for the Pittsburgh. <laughs> it borderlines on. Uh, I come from the Midwest, but it's because I have so many good friends from there that it just makes me laugh. I can't help but laugh at them. You know? <laughs> I'm from California. It's the most hated state anywhere. Like anytime I go anywhere, I tell people from California, like they tell me how beautiful the state is, then they tell me how they hate everyone from that area. They yeah. go, but I'm sure you're nice. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everywhere I go, I just tell them I'm from Texas. And then if they try to say anything about Texas, I shame them. I just shame <laughs> them. How dare like you Texas. not be from Texas? That's what I say. I like it's, I'm a big fan of the area. It's fun. It's fun. It's flat. Yeah. It's hot, and it's crowded. But uh, any place that ha- that has Dr Pepper everywhere is okay by me. Yeah, yeah. Outside, I, mean, I, I just liked um, like like in some cities they have like liquor everywhere, including the movie theaters. I kind of thought that, that's oh, yeah. that's kind of kind of you know, oh, yeah. that, that's well. It's actually right, moving I mean, now in those family movie theaters. They're all putting in yeah. bars. Every single every single family movie theater has a bar now. God bless America. No, no, no. God <laughs> did not bless America. God blessed Texas with His own hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it'll be funny to see like people going to Pixar movies now. Just be like, I gotta get a drink. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Batman vs Superman Part Two. I better bring some whiskey. 
When Toy Story 12 comes out, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be ordering. The toys will finally die, and I'll be like, oh. We're going to watch it in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> come come watch Woody die of old age with a whiskey in your hand. Oh, that's, that's going to make me cry now. <laughs> no, no. Like, it, it is. Like, it's funny, though. Like, that, that was, like, one of the funniest things I've seen. Like, um, just like, oh, this is everywhere. That's cool. It is. You're welcome, America. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Vote for Michael Gormley. Yet another reason to write in my name. <laughs> I was actually kind of drunk when I saw Anchorman too, so I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, when I talked to everyone else, I was like, oh, it's not okay. Well, sorry about that. Yeah, and then you don't you don't want to go back and watch because you don't want to ruin that. My wife but, and I snuck beers into a movie theater once to watch. Yeah. Uh, this is before we were married. To watch uh, Fireproof? No, not Fireproof. The other one, the yeah. one with the cops. And the dad motif, whatever that was, bullet not bulletproof. It was it was some movie, but I don't even remember. It's so awful. But we, we we had beer and we snuck it into the movie theater. That was at, that was before the family theater converted into into bar cinema. Okay, um, no. Nah, so when I was underage, I never snuck alcohol in places. But um, no, I would I would um I had a setup because I knew the guys at the pizza place across the street from my um, movie theater. So I'll go to the pizza place and get two free pizzas. I was tied with everyone there, and I would give one pizza to the doorman at the movie theater, and I would just go and eat like a pizza with my buddies in the theater for free. And like, um, wow, yeah, that's awesome. I'm not, I'm not gonna say there wasn't alcohol or there was, but there was sometimes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, those were magical times. I was always too scared to break rules. Yeah, like, I, I like to have more of that. <laughs> I, I like to act like I'm a guy. I was like, yeah, I'll just do uh, what I want, but not at all. I was a kid who in our fifth grade history class got really mad when kids started to talk back to the teacher. Oh, and I was like, we're trying to learn, be respectful, everyone. Yeah. I, I sometimes went like, there was a point where I was like, yeah, I'm really defined. And now I'm like, now that I'm older, I'm like, you know what? I probably could have gotten a lot further if I listened a lot more. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> like, so, you know, credit to you, man. That, that's not, Oh no, no. I didn't like, do the work. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, I did yeah, here so, and there. You were a polite, know, lazy kid. You were polite. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny nowadays too, because everyone wants to play up. Like everybody does, kind of try to play up this bad boy or bad thing image, and like you know, like like even myself sometimes, believe it or not. Um, but um, it, it is funny though, because like a lot of people are, are you know aren't like that. And I think that that that's also sometimes a tension with this the, like the faith and everything. It's like everyone always feels like, well, if rebels are so cool, you know what's really cool? Following the rules. And you're like, no, no, guys, guys just to, like you don't have to like it doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. It can feel. <laughs> You just be an ordinary person. Yeah. Well, with so in my job, I can't say who I work for, but it's it's within I do us a ministry and there's so much of it is just us going, Hey, be normal. Like yeah, yeah. you don't have to argue all the time. <laughs> We're trying to just say, hey, no, no, let's not um let's not say that the Pope is communist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. let's just say maybe you don't you're challenged by his economic theories. I don't know. You know, yeah, it's it's um, it it, it is funny sometimes like that, and um, I don't I don't know. I mean, like, like it's just like I, it's that hypertension. Like people get very reactionary about some of these things, and like, you know, like talk. It's weirdly fashionable for Catholics to talk about how much they don't like Pope Francis in some circles. It's mm-hmm. weirdly fashionable, and like you know, like I, I I'm personally, you know, some of my friends, um, I'm personally of the belief like. You know, ask God, you should probably love your Pope. Like, you should probably love him. And, you know, I mean, like, and if you don't love him, maybe that says a little more about you than him. 
But like, you know, you're also called to love your enemies. You're also called to love thy neighbor. You're also called to, you know, you're called to love a lot of people. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, even if you don't like the guy, you should still love him. And like, I don't know, signaling how much you dislike a pope is just kind of like, I, I don't, I don't see what good it yields other than showing how much, how entrenched you are in your own beliefs in, in, in certain political beliefs or stuff. I mean, like, you know, yes, there are things like, you know, again, like not, let's not be blind to certain things. There are, there are moments of confusion and stuff and there are like occasional things where you're like, well, I'm not sure where this is going or how this is going to play out in the long term. But I mean, like in the same breath, I mean, you know, like, you know, you can say that it, you don't have to be like this extreme. The Pope is terrible versus the Pope is like always correct. You know I mean? Like guys, like they're human too. They're human and they carry a lot of weight on their shoulders. And I think, um, that's mm-hmm. not, you know, if I were Pope, no, you're not like, that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's a good point. If but I if, were I were, just, if I were president, because <laughs> yeah. everyone wrote my name in, yeah. some cool I mean, that, things that's different. Yeah. That is different. <laughs> it's, it's a life-changing thing. No. You can do Catching Foxes from from uh, the White House and just... Yeah. One of the interesting things, I, I'm trying to write a series of like homilies and study guides and stuff at our church uh, for something called uh, Public Faith. And to, okay. today I was writing it on... Um, Essentially, like I wanted to take public faith in sense of number one, don't be ashamed of your. Well, number one, do you even have the faith, or is this just like a, a game you're playing? Number two, yeah. and like this is what it means to have faith. Number two, once you're transformed, that's when you begin to trans to to be on the mission to transform others, bringing them mm-hmm. to Christ. And then number three is, yeah, yeah. then you have to have to work for justice and peace in your street, block, school. Yeah, neighborhood city and the the whole theme of this is uh god of the city so like we're doing this one event and then it'll kick off four homilies leading us up to pentecost and so i I wrote the piece today on understanding like the church's relationship with social justice and i just you know as i'm writing it i'm like how funny that there are people who 100 percent would agree with what i'm saying up till that point yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Evangelization. Oh, yeah. Bringing Jesus to the, you know, let it change your marriage. Oh, yeah. Let it do this. Let it do that. And then you're like, but now, and you don't even have to say anything more than, and now you have to work for justice for the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized. Yeah. yeah. And immediately, nope. Nope. Like, that's when that, it like shuts down. And like, it, it just ends the conversation, you know? And so I'm trying to work it into the homily where, or into the this the thing I'm writing, uh, where it's like, how can you divorce the two? How do you divorce the two in your mind when Jesus says, if you do it for the poor, you do it for me, because he wholly identifies with the poor, and yet you're, yeah. you're totes cool ignoring the poor. So it's this conflict of ideologies that's mm-hmm. draining the gospel of its power. Yeah, it, 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 it's a rough it's a rough path, and like I mean, there there are people that like the, that that actually do good work, but don't agree on how to do it in some ways that makes sense like you know like like and grant and like again like you know there are times where people well cutting a check is not enough and i'm like well it still helps though it's still a step in the right direction and prayer is still important and stuff but like mm-hmm. i mean like, like the hard part is people get fairly defensive about that because again it, it is calling for them to you know ultimately man is a creature of comfort and they want to do things that make them comfortable and the moment you suggest things that don't make them comfortable it's hard i mean like like again like you know, I, you know, when, when, you know, you kind of, when you kind of start realizing you want to take your faith seriously, like, or take it a little more seriously than just going, just going to a room for an hour on Sunday and tuning out and kind of like, you know, whatever, and then going out and eating right away, you know, like, it's hard. It's you know, like, you have this like period of time where you're like, I should take this more seriously. 
but I'll probably do it tomorrow. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really in that spot to learn right now. And I think, um, so, I mean, I, I think, um, I think, I think sometimes that that's, that's really the roadblock. It's just like, not only getting people to take that first step, but like people seem to think it's like you jump into, jump into the pool. Like, you know, you don't, you don't get your feet wet. You don't like, you know, you don't like gradually learn or you don't try to find your thing. They think you have to do some extreme thing to help out. And it's like, you know, like, that'd be nice. That would be nice. But I mean, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, I'm not, you know, that's not everything. And that's not like, you know, I mean, like some of it's just, again, understanding like public policy or understanding, um, you know, like certain organizations and maybe, maybe volunteering or donating things. I mean, like th- those are all good things. And again, like prayer is the most wonderful thing you can do. So pray. I mean, like if, if you know, if that's your first step is including them in prayer, that's a damn good first step, you know, and that that's, um that's always downplayed especially like in the secular culture where like a lot of people you know I, I hate to use that term but it's true like people go save your prayers it does no good i'm like nah nah it, it does good sorry yeah. i'm catholic still and i still believe in these things but like it does good <laughs> i'm gonna like think and pray yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah yeah you know like you know if, if if your idea of doing good is just well i just prayed for them so i'm off the hook it's like well maybe you should rethink it then but like i do think it's at least good to be mindful of it included in your prayers because you know i mean like Again, it's about it's about their soul. It's about these people's souls too. So I mean, like you know, at the very least, if you're helping if you're helping that out because you can't help out their physical situation or some some of these other things, I mean, like that's not ideal. But I mean, it's better. To, it's better. It's better. You know, helping praying for someone's soul is much better than you know doing nothing and everything else too. You know, and that that's that's not. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm saying that's very that's that's more important in some ways. But you should still do the other thing too. Mm-hmm. So so we probably have about ten minutes. A left or so, and so one thing that I just wanted uh, that I just wanted to um, hit on is by your Twitter feed, it's pretty obvious that you are a big hip hop fan. Yeah, <laughs> who are your top like? Who are your top um, hip hop artists? A lot of like the top like three or so. I sound like a all story. time or like, who's your top hip hop artist? Yeah, uh, yeah, just like okay, so let's go with right now. All right, right now. Um... I'm really, I'm really into a rapper called, named Freddie Gibbs. He's um, from Gary, Indiana. His Instagram, he has a lot of, he he posts cute pictures of his daughter like all the time because he just got a, he just had a, he had a baby a little bit ago and like, I'll send you guys a video. There's a video of his baby throwing up on his head and him going, I do not deserve that. <laughs> so I think that's really funny. Um, right now I like um, Two Chains also. Um, you know, he's he's always fun. Um, Future, Future is good stuff. Um, I mean, everyone's going to say Kendrick Lamar, and as, as much as I like make fun of people that just like hip hop for Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar is one of the best rappers out there, if not the best rapper. Mm, yeah, um, that's who I was going to say. <laughs> you know, like that's just that's just facts. And um, he made me like Imagine Dragons. So yeah, I mean, like yeah, it's just it's it's crazy how good that guy is. Mm-hmm. So then, all time, all time, I, I'm from California. It's got to be Tupac. I think. Oh, I thank you for saying that. Amen. Like, like it's just. It's him, <laughs> you know. So Tupac is the yeah. best. He's my he's my toad's fave as well. I agree. He's like the rapper. I go. To. Oh, and another rapper I like that's nowadays is YG. I like YG. Him and um, Nipsey Hussle, who's a rapper from California, also um, did a song about Donald Trump called FDT. Um, and I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. What, what's that an allusion to? I don't get it. <laughs> it refers to Donald Trump. Oh, it's pretty great. Oh. It's it's pretty magical. Like and it's basically them saying, like, dude, this is not like a good guy to follow and everything else. So 
it, you know, I mean, that, that, there, there's a boldness in like a rapper talking that way. I don't think, you know, we haven't had, we've had some tweet about it, but we haven't had anybody like actually record like this is a political song saying, mm-hmm. no, don't do this. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Do you think that's bold? I mean, who, who out in the rap world is going to, is going to vote Trump? No, I, I don't, I don't think it's about that though. I think it's about like articulating that message about how things aren't, aren't all right. I mean, like nowadays, like, the big activism is when you're on Twitter or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, oh yeah, fair enough. I, th- I, th- I think doing something that lasts a bit longer, whether it's like a book or whatever else. I mean, like, you know, those are still important things to do. And I think um, it's easy to forget that social media. While we can dig it up five years later, it's still like a temporary thing sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't remember my tweet yesterday. I doubt anybody else does. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's important to like, you know, write something that you're like. Sure, we'll stand the test of time, and I think I think that's um. There's something to be said about that. Yeah. Okay. You know? Fair enough. Well argued, Sergio. <laughs> one Gomer zero. <laughs> Just like life. <laughs> oh, I need to listen to more rap. That's kind of why I asked you. I I'll like, definitely throw you some stuff, and I'll yeah. I, I've got a lot of good music that is it. i wouldn't i listen <laughs> listen i just have to say this i listen to a lot of uh iggy azalea so you don't have to throw me anything i'm good okay i'm right. good right now <laughs> have you heard her new song team so hot um so hot. i try to avoid her to be honest oh how dare you how dare i do you? i do i i don't like it's because she's white first things first i'm the realist I, I know I'll hear it on the radio when, like, you know, like, I haven't, like, turned on my radio in a bit, so. But I know I'll hear it, so I'm just kind of like, okay, you know. Dude, team is the hotness. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know who I have been getting in? Well, okay, not really who, but is the yeah. style is what Spotify calls alternative R&B. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that playlist. Just, like, I don't know any of it, and yeah. I kind of wish that, like, I, I don't really pay I, I don't, um, this, this is going to really sound bad, but I don't like care about artists for yeah, those yeah. anymore. I'm just too, I'm like, I'm 33. Yeah, yeah. I, I like who I like, and they're all Christian emo bands from the early uh, 2000s. But yeah. I'll occasionally try to like branch out and oh, listen to other stuff, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had time. Yeah, R&B is kind of making a comeback though right now. I mean, like, like even even like as Kendrick's, Kendrick's album had like some of that kind of feel. Um, there's been a few like, R and like R and B albums coming out. I'm like that's that's the you only know, like D'Angelo came out with an album a while not too long ago. And um, no, I, I hear you about the artist thing, especially because like you know like again like the temporary thing of things. You're almost as you're only as hot as like your last song. So like when I do find an artist I latch onto, it's because I like I like their songs, but I like like them as a person too. Like like how they put together their stuff and like yeah. how they approach mm-hmm. their projects. And then I'll start following them. Otherwise, it's just kind of like you know I, I I don't need this. You know I'll, I'll just. I'll, I'll listen to singles, and sometimes it actually bugs me because I'm like, that was a really good single, and everything else you've done is garbage. <sighs> you know, but, like, it, it's it's a weird landscape. It is right now, and I think, um, you know, well, it, it's, it'll be funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just really odd because there are – I'm thinking about this. There, It is now very easy to be – to put out music. Yeah, not to be an art, but just to actually put out music, you, you could do it in the span of about twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and I think I think there's, there's something weird about that, like the fact that you can. And I mean, like Kanye's album that was evolving. Like a lot of people hated that. I kind of thought it was cool, personally, that he could like adjust his album as he went. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, I mean, like like it it is it is something, and you know, but like it separates certain people. It's um, you know, like when you when you look at like you know, like again, like the these moments of history and stuff, or like these different things. It's like um. 
I don't know. I think it's kind of good because it makes you have to be conscious of what you're intaking and what, what's going on for you. You know, like you have to like, it's not about the moment. I think because everything is a lot about, it's about that moment. You have to like think about how those moments piece together a bit more than um, normally, which mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of neat. Like in some ways, I know, I know, I know there's a temptation to forget about that, but like, it's kind of like, it's kind of cool, frankly, you know, I mean, it just is. Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's I'm sorry, I'm like I'm still like mind blown. Uh sorry. With the response. Luke, uh, Luke, you love hmm? saying mind blown. This whole I do. episode. I know. I'm sorry. Shit. No, you just love you just love this episode so much. So uh <laughs> wrapping up, wrapping up. Um All right. I, I mean, looking at your blog, are we allowed to talk about your blog? Are you cool with that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You can talk. Um so let's talk about specifically, uh, just the, to end this, the dialogue of the dogs. Why do you call it that, and why, why do you think that that's uh, – okay. I, I like the article where you have it, but um, I don't know. I yeah. guess that would be cool to talk, talk about, about it. it. Um, so it's based on a story by Miguel Cervantes, who's a hero of mine. Um, and the story is about two dogs who are sitting outside um, um, uh, a venereal disease hotel talking about human nature. And the guy inside is infected with syphilis, so you're not quite sure if he's hallucinating or not while he's listening to these two dogs talk about it. So it's like from his perspective, you're never quite sure if it's honest or not. And the dogs like never finish their discussion. They never come to any conclusion about human nature and stuff. And I felt like that's the inspiration. No, <laughs> like, no, but like that, I, I always thought that was like a really funny, like satirical take on things. And I thought, um, you know, it's a playful banter thing. And I think, um, I definitely think I, I do, um, favor talking things out and having playful banter. Um, more than anything else. So I, you know, and I, I talk, obviously I, I think about human nature and I'm a little more thoughtful about this stuff. So, um, you know, I, I just felt it fit. And, you know, like a lot of people, you know, I, I have a love of Don Quixote, the, you know, the motif and all that. So, um, it just kind of tied it all together and married my own interests and my own like style of talking nicely. At first I thought it was because you were a cynic. <laughs> you know, I, I, I try to avoid that. I do have cynical tendencies, but I'm also like, um, you know, Joseph Conrad said like one time, you know, one of my other favorite writers, he said like, I'm a cynic, but I'm also a romantic, you know, but like, you know, like, you know, like, like I, I definitely have both tendencies in me. You definitely see that in like my writing and like when I talk about things, I'm always like, oh, we should strive for greatness and everything else. And I'm always like, but I'm also like, man, it's hard though. It's hard guys. It really is. So I don't know. I'd like to think it balances me out sometimes, but um, sometimes one side wins over the other. But I think that's actually pretty important because there's a real beauty in in uh, struggling. Like I really hope that one of the things that this podcast will actually be able uh, will be able uh, to do is that if I ever have if I ever like have um, um, have uh, have kids or anything, they can see how my own thoughts evolved or how they like devolved or how, you know, just kind of how it's all, yeah, yeah, all yeah. like over the map. Cause I, cause I do think there's like, we, for a group of individuals who, um, you know, like we always talk about the infinite and how like God is so big. We cannot com We cannot com- uh, yeah. comprehend him really. We're very, we have a real, we're finite. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and, and we always act like, well, that, that like, th- this is how it is. And there was an, anything else because this is the we're, we're, we're too absolute like it's final that's kind of the word that i was going for it's that like we are final and yeah. at times like well like are we though <laughs> and so uh, yeah th- i think really that's why i just like really have um in that's why i have enjoyed uh, your blog and just you on like twitter 
because it's like um it's like you're not just putting out like memes i do put those out but yeah, well, yeah that's true. I, 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 do, I do try to balance out like being thoughtful with being like just having fun and like frankly i don't let anybody choose when i'm thoughtful when i'm not and um I, I agree with that. I mean, like, like you know, like again, you're you're supposed to evolve as a person. If if you think the same way you th- you know, like, um, you th- if you think the same way you thought of life ten years ago, you've wasted ten years of your life in some ways. And I mean, oh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, like you 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 are supposed to mature and grow. And I think, um, and frankly, like again, like like when I talk about like Miguel Cervantes and stuff, like um, as a writer, you know, like he his story, like Don Quixote and all these stories, like they evolved and they like toyed with different ideas. And like he, you know, the thing is, like when you read some of his stories, um. He, um, you know, he was frankly, he was a little crass and rude at times and stuff. And, uh, but he was a devout Catholic. He was a third order Franciscan actually. And like, um, you know, so there's a sign that Catholics can behave that way and that it has happened before. We have a lot, a large history of rich humor and rich, um, evolution of thought and, and peace. And, um, and I think, um, you know, th- there, there's a, there's a strange sort of pride to assume that not only are you the best you can possibly be. But that your era is the worst it could possibly be in terms of <laughs> like like that's like the weirdest like amount of pride like anybody could ever have and there's a whole lot of that going around so it's like, yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> screw the black plague where two thirds of the entire world died this is the worst things have ever been you know, I mean like you know no man shall you know I mean like every era has assumed that these are the end times and like you know it's like we've all been wrong mankind has a history of being wrong about such things so. You know, at least own that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mankind might have had have a history, but I don't. I'm pretty much right. That's true. That's true. Well, that's why folks are going to write you in for presidency. So <laughs> if they don't, that'll be the end times. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a pretty you know. <laughs> it's a bold claim, but that's what I do. I make bold claims. You're a bold guy. Your assertions. Get Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Well, it was really awesome having you. Thank you for coming on and blowing Luke's mind repeatedly. Luke really loved having his mind blown by you. So. I'm sorry I don't have strong enough of an of an of an intellect to uh, create like different thoughts and uh, uh, reactions to things. This is wonderful. You guys can have me on any other. All right, so great. we're gonna do it a, another show in 15 minutes. All right. See you. See you next week. You guys are good for the next couple months. We'll record them all right now. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, man. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Where can people find you? Follow you? Read your stuff? Um. Oh crap! I got to look that stuff up now. Um. I'm on Pathios on Dialogue of the Dogs. Um. My Twitter handle. I hate that term, but that's the term. Um. Is Nostromo Surge. If you can't spell that, I'm sorry. We'll put it in the show. Um, Um. So yeah, that that those are the two places you can find me in my antics and my um, never-ending Quixotic quest quest to do ridiculous things. Perfect. There we are. There we are, and there it is. And now we're selling it. We're selling it. Okay, uh, Luke. What about you? At the Luke V, uh, we're on Instagram. I think it's like at catching underscore foxes. I just posted it an Animaniacs picture earlier because I'm a loser. Anyways. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me uh, at Le- or you just go to layevangelist.com like a gentleman and donate to me. Just donate. Give me your paycheck. I'm just We're kidding. on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash catching foxes podcast on Twitter at Foxes podcast. Give us a review and rating on iTunes. Por favor. Thank you for everyone who is who has done that. Be on the lookout for some really great stuff coming down the road from us as well. Hey, Sergio, this was awesome. This is great. Yeah. Thank you for listening.